about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Well, praise God. I am going to do quite a few scriptures this morning, if that's all right. Since last week we hardly did any, we've got to make up for last week. You know, that's the way we do things. So uh, take your Bible this morning, go to Matthew chapter 6. All right, we're going to hit some things this morning. We're going to help your way of thinking. I want to get in your heads this morning, make a few adjustments. These are, this is an adjustment here that I'm still trying to make after all these years. I seem to make it for a while, then I seem to not make it. Have you ever had anything with God where you... You've got it all figured out, and two days later, you know you ain't got it figured out anymore, and you keep going back and forth. Well, I'm still in a battle with that, with this, but we're going to cover it this morning, and praise God, it'll get you started in a good direction. Look at Matthew chapter 6. Look at verse 33. I know you're all surprised, every one of you, or shocked at that verse. But Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, we found out all the things that you need in your life, all the things that you receive in your life basically come from right alignment with God and being in the kingdom of God. In other words, righteousness, right alignment with him in every area of your life. But what I want to focus on this morning is the word there called added. Say added. Say added. Notice it doesn't say, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And if you do that, you will get a reward of all things added unto you. It doesn't say that. It says added. Say added. So by me seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and staying in right line with him, it's not a, a, a reward for what I'm doing. It is a result of what I'm doing. Are you following me? There's a big difference between the two. Because in one of them, you are trying to earn all things added to you. And the other ones, you're focusing on seeking him first in the kingdom. And all these things are just naturally given to you. You're not earning them. They're a result of. Say, I'm not earning them. They're a result of. All right, the word added basically means several things. First of all, it says that things will be attracted to you like a magnet. Added means things will be attracted to you like a magnet. Things will find you, so you do not have to pursue them. Third thing is things will come to your life suddenly and unexpectedly and from unexpected sources sometimes. The word added also means things will be given to you as you need them, not necessarily before you need them. The word added says things will never become your source. Seeking the kingdom is your source. And the last thing I want to concentrate on is things will be given as a gift to you, or the word in the kingdom is favor. Say favor. In other words, you'll be getting these things as a favor for God. Now, why would God do that? God would do that because he loves you and simply wants to give you everything you need as a father. So the world we live in right now works on basically work wages, work wages, work to get, try to get, work to get. The kingdom of God does not work on wages. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. 
So we've got to make that, we've got to get out of this earning mentality that we've been born, raised into. If you're 50, 60, that's all you've learned is you've got to earn. You've got to earn. You've got to, you've got to get it. You've got to make it. You've got to do it. But in the kingdom of God, you don't earn things from God, basically, at all. Are you following me? Things are added unto you. They are gifts from God that come to you. So favor is basically the God-given gifts that are given to you freely, say freely, without anything that you really did at all in your life. Are you listening this morning? All right, go to Matthew chapter 5. Some of your brains are burning already. All right, Matthew chapter 5. Look at verse 3. He said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Notice he says, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Now, who's the poor in spirit? Everybody who's born into this world are poor in spirit. Why? Because Adam sinned, and they became a descendant of Adam, basically, and they were born a sinner, which made them poor in spirit. But notice, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is, say is, say it again, is, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So we not only entered into the kingdom of heaven, but the kingdom of heaven became our possession at the time that we moved in. Are you following me? It doesn't say we moved in, which we did, but it says the kingdom of heaven is yours. It belongs to you. Now, the thing with the kingdom of heaven is when the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God you enter into comes to you, everything that's with the kingdom of God comes to you at the time you receive the kingdom of heaven. Are you following me? In other words, if I go to Golden Corral for lunch today and I pay $8 and I go to the steak thing and I get some steak, if I go to the veggies, I don't have to pay them again to get the veggies because the veggies come with the steak, with the dessert, with the cakes. It's all together in one thing because I'm now in the Golden Corral. Are you following me? All right, well, in the kingdom of heaven, when you got all these things, once you get born again, you don't have to try to get healing. It's on the buffet. Come on now. You don't have to try to get peace on the buffet. Try to get power on the buffet. Try to get joy on the buffet. Come on, are you following me? Yet we get born again, and the next thing we want to do is start earning things from God because that's the way we were taught to get everything by earning things. But God doesn't go on an earning situation. How many of you are glad? Because the bad thing is, if we were on an earned situation, there ain't one of us in here to even be in the kingdom. Because we couldn't get in there. But we got in there by something called favor. See? And then we want to shift off favor and go back into earnings. So we don't want to do that. We want to stay in the favor realm. Because when we got in the kingdom of God, everything the kingdom of God came to us at that time, it belongs to us. Go to Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12, look at verse 31. Jesus says, but rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to do what? To do what? To do what? Notice, he wants to give you the kingdom. Well, why don't he give us healing? Because he gave you the kingdom, and health is in the... 
Why don't he give me peace? Because peace is in the... So it's his pleasure to give you the kingdom because when he gave you the kingdom, he gave you all those other things that came with the kingdom. So we got to stop trying to earn things from him because we're in the wages type of thing and the earning type of thing because you block his favor. And when you block his favor, he can't do nothing about it because his whole system lives on favor. See, so many times we're the ones stopping God from doing things in our life because we want to earn them from him and he just wants to give them. Come on, how many, you're sitting in your living room and your kid comes along and says, I want a glass of water. Well, mow the lawn and you can have one. <laughs> Clean out your room, you can have one. That's the way we work in this house. We earn our wages and we get our stuff. No, it's all in the kingdom of God. So, so the Father says, it made me excited to give you the, why? Because when I gave you the kingdom, I gave you everything that you'd ever need at that time. All right, Second Peter chapter 1. All right, 2 Peter chapter 1, look at verse 3. It says, according as his, talking about God's divine power, has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and pertain unto, through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue. So how do we get these things? We get them, basically receive them by the knowledge of what already belongs to us. We can receive them. The question is, with everything from God, are you trying to achieve to get them or to receive to get them? And most people are trying to achieve. Now, notice what it doesn't say. Whereby are giving unto us exceeding great and precious promises. If you pray enough, fast enough, it's a good boy and a very good boy, God will look down and give you all the things that you need. It doesn't say that, does it? Well, if I went to church on Sunday, I went to church on Wednesday, and God saw me, hopefully he was looking at me, then all the things will be added unto me. No, he's already given you, given you, all things that pertain to life and godliness. All right, go to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. All right, Romans 8, look at verse 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us? I think we read these scriptures and we just say, well, that's pretty good. No, that's very good. Because when he gave you his son, with his son, he gave you what? And he gave them how? Freely. He freely gave you all things. So when I got born again, Christ moved in on the inside of me. I moved into the kingdom of God, and everything that Christ has, everything the kingdom has, became my property and my possession. That's why the enemy comes to steal. What's he trying to steal? Some of the all things that God gave you by convincing you you don't have them, so you go back to God to try to get them. You step out of his favor, and you're not receiving them anymore because you're trying to get them. And he does. He does what he wants to do. He wants to keep you busy. He wants to keep you distracted. He wants to keep you working real hard to get things from God. And then when you don't get them, you get mad because I worked real hard. Ain't you watching God? Ain't you watching God? This is why one of the reasons why people who aren't saved get healed faster than people who are. 
Because people are going to get saved don't, don't care. They haven't done anything. I'm going to pray for you. God's going to heal you. Good with me. They're not thinking, well, did I fast enough this week? Was I a good boy? They don't care. They don't know the difference. You pray for them, they get healed. They just receive it. You're healed. Okay. They go away and they're healed. But Christians, can we go there? My God, you pray for a Christian and their mind's going 100 miles an hour. Well, if I shake a little bit, maybe if I scream, maybe if I clap, maybe if I dance, maybe if he prays the right prayer, maybe. All these things are trying to buy what was freely given to you. And all you got to do is receive what was freely given to you. And these things just keep added to you and added to you. But you're never going to change his mindset unless you seek first the kingdom and its ways and right standing in that kingdom. And part of the right standing is your thought life lining up with his thought life. His ways are not my ways. Well, they can be. His thoughts are not my thoughts. Well, let's not stop there. We've got the word here so that we know his ways and we know his thoughts and we can hook up to God and relax. I mean, you know, most of the pressure we're under is trying to get things we don't think we have. Trying to, trying to meet my needs. He already said he did that. Well, why don't he do it? Because you're doing it. Can only be one God in your life. Can't be you and him. You going to trust him or trust you? You've got to make up your mind. And as long as you're trusting you, I'll tell you what you get. Whatever you can get. But if you trust him, he got a lot of stuff. I read about it in here. I'm telling you what. He's got some good stuff in here. And when I found out that I have an inheritance, the Bible talks all the time about an inheritance. Well, Pastor Tom, we'll have one as soon as we die and go to heaven. We're going to have an inheritance. Where do you get an inheritance? When you die or somebody else dies? Not when you die. We got an inheritance when someone else died. His name was Jesus and he died. And the day he died and was rode, that inheritance now belongs to his heirs who are us. It's already ours. We want to push everything in the kingdom of heaven off till we die and go to heaven. Well, we aren't going to need power then. What are you going to do? Cast out angels? See, our minds are screwed up. When I get to heaven, I'll have peace. You can have peace right now. You already got it. But you want to wait till you get to heaven, for gosh sakes. Good luck in your next 60 years while you're here on the earth. No, it's already been given to us. Does the enemy come to steal? Yeah, he comes to steal your peace, your joy, your power, your finances, and everything else. But he doesn't just come in and take it from you. He convinces you to give it away. He's working on your little brain here, isn't he? Yeah, so everything's are given to us, but not only given to us, but they're given to us freely. Say freely. freely. All right, go to Ephesians chapter 2. That's good. We're taking up another offering maybe at the end of this, I think. I don't know. Welcome home. How was the honeymoon? Did you have a good time? Good for you. That's great. See a bear? Oh, jeez. Oh, you beat the snow. That's good. All right, Ephesians chapter 2, look at verse 8. For by grace are you saved through faith. It's not of yourself. It is a gift of God. It's not of works, lest any man should boast. So notice, by us trying to get things from God that have already been given to us by grace freely, we're basically in pride because we're trying to get credit for what we get from him. And then we want to make a doctrine out of it and teach other people the 12 steps you did to get from God what he already gave you to begin with anyway. And everybody goes home with their 12 steps trying to figure out what they need to do to get from God. But notice here it says, by grace, say by grace. Notice grace is a free gift. It was given to you. It's not something you earn. It's a freebie. By grace are ye saved through faith, not of yourself. It is a gift of God. So salvation for us was an unearned provision, basically, that God offered to us and paid for. And when we simply received it, we got 
born again and got in the kingdom of God. And when we got in the kingdom of God, everything else was supplied to us by grace, freely given to each and every one of us. You see how religion has messed us up? All right, go to Titus chapter 3. There's a freedom that comes into your life when you get out of the devil's circus. Self-performance, come on, hanging on the bar, swinging, doing the backflips, riding the elephants, doing whatever you need to do to do a thing. When you get out of that circus, you can just relax and enjoy God. And I'll tell you what, he can relax and enjoy you because he wants you to have everything. Sometimes when I was back in religion, it didn't seem like he wanted me to have anything because I was pushing every button, I was pulling every lever, and I'd get nothing from him. I don't know if he wasn't watching. I don't know what was going on. But when I learned that the problem was not with him, say it's not with him. This is big. Anything going wrong in your life is not with him. I tried to change his mind, tried to convince him, danced, shouted, screamed. And you know what? He just ignored me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right, Titus chapter 3. Look at verse 3. For we ourselves also were sometimes foolish, yeah, disobedient, deceived, serving divers, lusts, pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But after that, thank God, the kindness and love of our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by washing and regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So this tells our story, don't it? We were a mess. We came to God. We got saved. Was it by works of righteousness that we did? No. Did we try to do works of righteousness? Yes. Did they do any good? No. Finally, we woke up and we just received Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, has already provided for us. And basically at that time, we became what it says, saved. So when you walk up to somebody who's not born again and you say, are you saved? They will say, I'm trying to be. I'm doing my best to get saved. I would sure like to get saved. I'm hoping he saves me sometime. How many of you know, it's not that they're bad people. They just do not understand that what was given to them was given to them freely. So to say that I just don't know why God doesn't save me. I'm trying to get saved. I'm trying to do my best. I'm trying to now take that just off salvation, which we say we understand that. Now let's take it into healing or something else. Are you healed? I'm trying to be. I'm doing my best to get healed. I'm doing all I can for God to heal me. I don't know why God doesn't heal me. Well, it's the same way with salvation. It's by grace, through faith or believing. It's not of myself. It is a gift of God. Are you following? It goes right down the line. Your peace. Oh, Lord, give me peace. I hear people, oh, Lord, give me love. You already got the God kind of love. Where can you go from there? Can you get the God, God kind of love? Take a step up. Maybe the God, God, Jesus, Holy Ghost kind of love? Or No, it's already been given to you on the inside. It's already on the inside. But by you not believing you don't have it, you're never going to use it because you don't think you got it. So you can act like a fool and blame God for not giving you God's love. See, it always goes back to God. Well, if you'd give me the God kind of love, I wouldn't have to act this foolishly. Well, if you knew you had it, you wouldn't act so stupid. So what happens to knowledge, isn't it? The knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ and what he did and what's going on. So people spend their whole lives trying to get saved. I mean, you know, if they die and don't get saved, they go to hell. And they can't yell at God all the way down there. You didn't save me. He said, yes, I did. And in Timothy, it says that he is the savior of all men 
but especially them that believe. Well, I'll tell you another thing. He is the healer of all men, but especially them that He's the power of all men, but especially them that Well, if you don't believe, how many know you're going to back up and you're not going to get receive the grace? Are you following me? So he is a Savior. When you made him Lord and Savior of your life, that's not when he became Lord and Savior. He was Lord and Savior long before you made him Lord and Savior. I made him Lord and Savior. No, you didn't. You've been Lord and Savior for a long time. You just found out he was. Come on, people are so, my God, so mixed up. Yeah, I made Jesus Lord of my life. No, he's always Lord. Not you that turned him into it. See, but that's the way we think. We did that. No, it's always, it was always there. It was there when I was five. It was there when I was 10. It was there when I was 15. It was there when I was 20. It was there when I was 25. But nobody told me about it. So what did I do? I went to church every Sunday. Why? Because if you go to church every Sunday, you got a chance. An outside chance that if you die, you can go. So you went to church, and what did you do? Jesus. It's only been seven minutes. My God. I'll tell you what. Hell's not so bad, maybe. I don't know what to. Come on, we've all been there. My God. And finally, communion came. Well, at least I can see the babes go to communion, for God's sakes. There's some good in this. Come on. That's the way we thought. We didn't go to church to go to church. We went to church to save us. Went to confession to save me. Went to these places so God would save me. I didn't go there because I wanted to. I didn't go because I had a relationship with God. I didn't go because I knew the Bible. I didn't go to any of those things. I did that because I was told that was the way to earn your way into something I could never earn my way into. And then if I didn't come, it's a mortal sin. Not a venial. Mortal sin. If that word don't scare you when you don't know God, nothing will. <laughs> you miss Sunday, it's a mortal sin. Oh my God, it's mortal. So what did you do? You went back to confession. You confessed your sin, left the same way, and had to come back the next week, and had to come back the next week. Drunk on Saturday night, repent on Sunday morning. It was a habit. Drunk on Friday, Saturday, repent on Sunday morning. Just hope I died right after I repented. <laughs> Figured God didn't go in bars anyway to kill me while I was in there so I could wait till I got back to church. But that's the way we thought. That's the way we grew up. But we're carrying that thought life. See, your thought life doesn't change when you get born again. That's the problem. It's still there. So the Bible says, well, let's look at it. 1 Peter chapter 2. I said I was going to use scripture this morning. First Peter 2, look at verse 24. Who his own self bear our sins in his body on a tree. Now who are we talking about? Jesus, that we, being dead to sin, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you will become healed if you do enough, for God to look down and say, my gosh, they, they passed the test and they're now healed. No, by his stripes he were, say were. Now, were's past tense, how many of you know that? So we all were healed at one time. Now, can you give up your healing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can give up your healing. You can either stand fast in the liberty where God has set you free, or you can just go along with the world. Whatever comes your way in the natural, whatever's happening. So you walk up to people all the time. You say, I'm going to pray for you or you're going to be healed. Well, I don't know why he don't heal me. I've done all I know how to do, and he just hasn't done me. I've done everything that I can. I never get healed. I don't know why. I don't think I've been good enough. Well, being good enough not enough. Well, I'm bad. Well, being bad ain't really enough either. You see? So it's not based on that. It's based on receiving something that he has freely given to each and every one of us that works in our life. So what did I do? 
when I got in the, basically the faith movement and I knew I could receive things from God. And basically it was more about getting things from God rather than getting God's will and stuff into my life. And basically I would, uh, a symptom would hit my body. And the first thing I would do is I would say, I'm healed. 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 I am healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. Healed. I'm healed. Healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. And what was I doing? I was trying to use my efforts of confessing the word to get my healing. I wasn't confessing it because I was healed. I was confessing it to get healed. Are you following me? Now, it's better than saying, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick. But still, you don't have to do anything. It's already to you. You just have to receive your healing. That pain hits your body, and you say, oh, my gosh, thank God I was healed 2,000 years ago by the stripes of Jesus. Get out of my body now in Jesus' name, and you just go on walking. You don't fall out. You don't get worried. You don't panic. You don't go into convulsions. You don't do any of that stuff. You just simply receive. It's like if somebody walk up to you in a place today and they say, you think you're saved, don't you? You wouldn't say, well, I don't know if I am or not. You'd say, yeah, I'm saved. Why? Because I got saved. Jesus provided it and I received it. Same way with healing. Same way with peace. Same way with joy. Same way with victory. Same way with all these things. They came to you with the kingdom of God. Come on. Nobody buys a new car and then it's got to buy the tires. Comes with it. Yet we get into the kingdom and we want to buy the tires. We want to get a new engine. We want to get the trunk. You don't have to do that. All that came with the kingdom. He's given you the entire kingdom. All things that pertain to life and godliness have been given to you. And then people get mad. at the Back when I was in there, they call it the name it and claim it. Have you ever heard that? The name it and claim it group. They're the name it and claim it group. Well, I'm not naming it to get it. I'm not claiming it to get it. I'm naming it because I've got it. And I'm claiming it because I got it. So there's two different ways, depending on where your motive is and where your heart is. So am I claiming healing to try to get healing? Or am I claiming healing because I am healing? I'm not claiming salvation every day to try to get it. I'm saved. And we don't have a problem with that at all, do we? I'm saved. Are you saved going to heaven? You bet, baby, I'm going to be there when I die. Get right up there. How do you know? You ever seen heaven? You haven't seen it. Well, how do you know? Well, it says in the book. Are you healed? I hope so. I sure hope I'm going to get healed. I sure wish God give me the peace. I wish God would meet my needs according to his riches and glory. My God, he already said he was going to already take care of it's already there but it comes to you by favor it's added to you when you're in a light right alignment and you know we think of out of alignment as sin a lot of times out of alignment is right here you can be living a holy righteous life but you're still not lined up with him and trying to earn everything from him and and keeping a diary of what you did right and what you did wrong basically and it doesn't do that so the devil's coming to steal things from us and he does that a lot of times through religion see I used confession when I was in my younger years to try to manipulate God. My needs are met. Did you hear me, God? My needs are met. I'm confessing your word. My needs are met according to your riches and glory, God. Are you listening to me? Well, God, if you do this for me, I will never miss church on Sunday again. Guaranteed. That's what it is. We've turned into, let's make a deal Christianity, praise God. See, but we confess these things because that's what we are. We're healed. We're blessed. Let me tell you, the devil's defeated. Stop fighting him so much. He's defeated. Jesus defeated him on the cross, for God's sakes. He's underneath your feet. And you want to spend all your time fighting him? My God, he's already laying there. It shouldn't take you long to, to kick him once and move on, praise God. But the church has got to constantly be fighting, and there's above us all this stuff and all this. I mean, my God, I don't know. He must not like me because he don't come around that much. Why is that? Because I know he's defeated. 
I know he has no place in my life. He can come try to worry me. It ain't going to work. I'm going to worry him instead, praise God. Hallelujah. I'm not going to get afraid, praise God, of situations and circumstances. Hallelujah. I know where I'm at. I know who I am. We sing the song, I know who I am. Do we know who we are? Or do we just sing a song? Yeah. We're in a position of victory. We've been placed. We've been seated in heavenly places far above all principality, power, might, and dominion, for God's sakes. And we'll confess it and quote it. And then, oh, my God. Oh, something terrible just happened. I got a flat tire. Oh, my God. I know the devil put a nail in there. I saw him. I mean, the devil gets so much credit sometimes, it makes me nervous. The devil's doing this. The devil's doing that. Let me tell you what the main problem is. You doing this and you doing that most of the time. But it's easier to blame it on somebody else, isn't it? Yeah. The devil made me do it. No, he didn't. He can't make you do anything. But we do that. And we got the God devil going. And we're just stepping back and letting him fight. And God's not fighting anymore. He already knocked the devil out and he's gone. You see? We're doing a lot of things we don't have to do. And I'll tell you what, it wears on you for a while. Not, not only does it take up your time or you're doing things that are just waste of time, but you're not getting results through your wasting of time. So if I'm wasting my time praying and begging God and it's not working, then I'm just going to quit praying altogether. Rather than going further and find out how to pray to hook up with God, I read the Bible. Didn't do me no good. Read it from start to finish. Didn't do a thing in my life. Well, praise God, did you do any of it? Oh, you're supposed to do it. I thought you're supposed to read it. No, see, that doesn't help you. It's when you do what it tells you to do, the changes start coming in your life. It's when you tell the devil to get out, praise God in Jesus' name. You don't pat him on the back. You don't patronize him. You don't hug him. You don't do any of those things. We know where we are and we know our position. Why did I get that position? By grace. Oh, you preach under such a powerful anointing. What did you do to get that? Nothing. Believed I had it, that he gave it to me. I just decided to use it. See, and that's your problem. If you don't believe you have something, you're not going to use it. Are you anointed? No, but I'm going to be. What are you going to do? I'm praying in tongues a little bit more today. Okay, keep praying. How you doing now? Better. If I'm going to jump up down during praise and worship, it's going to come. Okay. Did it come? No. I want to keep trying, though. No. But we're doing everything from the wrong motive. We're trying to get things from God. God wants us to be his children. He wants us to operate the things he freely, say freely. Man, we, we like that in the world, don't we, that word? Oh, yeah, somebody says free. We're Bless God, we're right there. Glory to God, I don't care. Oh. My God, free popsicles. Where's they at? Where are they at? I'll drive 50 miles to get them things. Praise God. God says freely, and we say, freely given down to us. No. When God says freely, he means freely. So all these things are yours. Now, as you read the word and meditate on the word, you're going to start to discover they are yours. And they become where you're going to have a different attitude about situations and circumstances to try to come steal what he's already given me. And he paid a darn good price to get that stuff. Are you following me? He died on the cross so that we could live peacefully. We could live joyfully. And he tells us, do not worry. Be anxious for nothing. But we just read it and know the scriptures. We're good. Here's what we're best at, ministering to others and not doing what we minister to others. Well, you're just worrying. Hey, here's what you should do. Uh, you, couple, you need to love one another. You just got to love one another. Who's that? I'm, I'm in a business meeting right now. Go away, wife. Shut up. You just got to love and kiss one another and hug one another. Come on, everybody's got the answer, but nobody's doing the answer. Well, it's never going to become real to you anyway, and nobody else is going to listen to you if you ain't even doing it. You got to do it in your own life. Then people see an example. I mean, you know, people watch you. Come on. Shouldn't worry all the time. You're going, oh, my God. 
People can see that, praise God. And we're not doing it so they see us as some kind of holy Christian whatever. We're doing it because it's the way to do it, praise God. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, praise God. So I want to walk the way Jesus did. I want to walk in the truth because I want to walk in life now. I don't want to wait till I die. And I don't want to pray every day, Jesus, come back. Jesus, come back. Oh, please, Jesus, come back. We're put here for a job to do something, but we're too busy trying to get things from God through our own works to even think about anybody else. God forbid. God forbid. Well, you know, Brother Joe's doing, I don't care what Brother Joe's doing. Did you see what I got in my life? Are you kidding me? Call me, do this, do that. No, you're so absorbed in yourself and trying to please God. But we know you're already pleasing to God. You can help other people. You can do whatever you want to do, praise God. And it just flows on the inside of you. You just do what God does. When our brother was here last week and he needed money for popcorn, it wasn't a 15-minute praying in the Holy Ghost to figure out what God wanted to do. You just walk over and give the guy some money and walk back, praise God. And then you don't preach 20 years on who you gave money to over the last 20 years to show how great thou art. But you ain't great at all. Everything we got belongs to you. And this is what's good. You'll never get prideful of your anointing and stuff if you know he gave it to you. But if you earned it, if you did it, if I did it to get it, then I could be pretty proud of the anointing I've gotten, the way that I preach. Ooh, look at me. How did you get that? Oh, let me tell you. We'll have an hour session now. I'll just straighten you right out. Freely. That's how I got it. I get revelation freely. I preach under the anointing freely. I know how to get into your head freely. See, it's all free. Not something I got to go after. Not something I got to fight for. Not gonna, some weeks I got time to read and pray a lot. That and other times I'm busy and don't have. But I just got to believe He knows what He's doing. So He's showing me things freely. He shows me what's going on. He shows me what's happening. All right, let's go to Psalm 103. Are you getting this this morning? He's a good God. I'm telling you right now. We sing about it, but He really is. He's a pretty good guy to hang around. All right, we all know this psalm, but we never really looked at it. Psalm 103, look at verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all the things I need to work to get, all the things I need to qualify to get. I'm doing pretty good. No. Forget not all his. Forget not all his. See, these are his benefits. Well, what are they? Who forgives all thine iniquities? That means... When you entered the kingdom of God, forgiveness became yours. So every time I mess up, I don't have to be guilty for 14 days. I don't have to pay for my own sins somehow by suffering to get rid of them. I, I would just, I'm saying, hey, I messed up. I'm sorry. That's it. I mean, no bang. Right there it is. Why is that? Because it's part of the kingdom of God. So he, he forgives all your iniquities. He heals how many of your diseases? How many? Who redeemed my life from destruction, who crowned me with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies my mouth with good things that my youth is renewed like an eagle's. Now, most people don't do much with that verse except older people. See, a long time I concentrated on the first three or four verses, but as I got older, I went to the next one. See, there's other things you've got to believe as you go through life that mean something to you. Praise God. So notice, these are benefits. Say benefits. They're benefits that belong to us. They're not things that we earn. They're not things that we get. All right, one more. Go to Matthew chapter 10. Bible says he's blessed you with how many spiritual blessings? By one man, we were given the gift of righteousness. A gift. It's not something you have to earn. Oh, oh, oh. 
All right, are you there? All right. Matthew chapter 10, look at verse 7. As you go preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have, so freely... See, the only way your motives will get right in ministry is if you know you freely received your anointing, your revelation and stuff from him, then you can freely give it. If not, if you think you got it, then you're going to expect something from the person. See, I bought it. Now you bought it for me. Pay me. I didn't get it freely. I got it by doing this and fasting and praying and doing that, and I got this. So you're going to have to do the same thing and give me $20 for ministry. No, it's not that way. If you know you freely receive from him, we're just passing out what he freely gave us because we have it. We freely give it to other people. Then they freely give it to the next person and freely give it. It's called evangelization. See, you've not got to be qualified for not got to be doing. And when you, when you witness to people, you need to tell them that God's already did this stuff for them. You know what I mean? For God's sakes, don't have them like I had to do. I had to confess all my sins. You know how many months that would have taken? Get saved and confess all your sins. Well, let's see, when I was two, I peed, and when I was eight, I did this. Fifteen, I did this, and twenty, I did that. I got drunk 4,642 times. No, the Bible says he's already wiped your sins away. And not only our sins, but the sins of the whole world have already been taken care of. Their sins aren't their problem. Their stupidity is their problem. So when we switch their mind over, he loves you. He cares for you. He don't care what you did in the past. You just take him as Lord and Savior. Let the Holy Ghost do the work on the inside of you. He will come into your life. He will change your life. And they pray the prayer. And bang, all at once their life just starts to change, praise God. And then what do we do? We feed them like a little baby, don't we? We give them the books. We give them the word. We do whatever we need to do to do because we're growing them up to change their way of thinking. Are they going to keep coming back to you? Yes. They don't know anything. They just got born again. They don't know nothing. So it's disciples like you guys. Like you guys. I said, like you guys. Yeah. Wanted to make sure I was in the right church. I thought I got translated, maybe. <laughs> yeah. It's you guys that can tell people stuff that call you. You've got answers, praise God. You know what you're doing. You've been in the Bible a long time. You've been under teaching. You've got answers for them. And if you don't, find somebody else or just say, I don't know. Don't make up any more doctrines, please, in the church. We've got enough. No more doctrines, please. We've got a bunch of those, praise God. So all these things have been given to us freely. Glory to God. They're freely given to you. He loves you. He cares for you. They belong to you, praise God. You don't have to tithe to get blessed. You are blessed. That's why we tithe. I'm going to give $10, but I expect 100 by noon today. Because I'm going to Golden Corral where everything's free after you pay. See, but it's not that way. We don't do things to get things from God. We just love God and pursue God. And by doing that, all these things are added to us by grace, simply by believing it and receiving them into our lives. And if, if you really believe that, then you won't have no reason to panic anymore. Well, no reason to worry anymore. Praise God. Just all works out and works good. Praise God. Is that freeing this morning? Yeah. I believe it is. All right, jump up this morning. You know, honestly, if you're trying to earn everything from him, it doesn't make him that good a God. 
You ever thought about that? You can say he's a good guy, but if I got to do everything to earn stuff from him, then it really it's not that much funsies to begin with. So praise God. Hallelujah. I feel something over my shoulder. <laughs> In the spirit, I can feel it. Hallelujah. All right, close your eyes. First of all, I want you to repent for trying to buy everything from God. And then you're going to have to have Holy Ghost action in your life. In other words, he's going to show you when you step back into that mindset. I'll tell you what, you will. I'm still stepping back into it at times. And you just got to catch yourself and pull it out. But the Holy Ghost will say, no, 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 don't go there. And you'll say, okay, I'm racing back to where I belong. Love you, paid for, you're wonderful. Hallelujah. It's going to change our mindset to where everything's free. It'll not only free you, it'll free you up in so many areas of your life. You can enjoy life finally. Just trust in your daddy who loves you so darn much and cares for you so darn much and is trying to give you everything and we keep rejecting it. Keep thinking we got to earn it, praise God. In the world you're earning, here we're living by favor, praise God, hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you that I know, I know that went in the hearts of everybody here and I know they were thinking their own thoughts, how many times they thought what I told them they thought and now they understand they can't think what they thought anymore because they got to think something different. Don't worry, God can keep up. So continually remind them, rise up on the inside of them, touch them, show them the way, correct us when we need corrected, Lord. Show us when we need to get back into the freedom area. And we thank you for all that you're doing in our hearts and our mind. We are your kingdom citizens. We are your sons and daughters, and we love you so very much. We thank you for all you're doing in our life. In Jesus' name, amen. the key.